Welcome to episode 77 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday, people. Uh, Tuesday, 28th of January, 2000. 2020. And uh, I'm in a chipper mood. I hope your week's going well, uh, people. I hope uh, your working week is going quick. You're looking forward to the weekend, just getting over the last weekend. Tuesday's a bit of a shitty day, really. I always used to find Tuesdays, oh, you know, you got one day down. You're on the second day of the week, and yeah, three to go. Assuming you work conventional hours. Hey, don't assume anything about us, Ben. I know. I know, people. Uh, but I'm in a bit of chipper, uh, chipper mood, as they say. Um, I've got a week to go, people, until I'm on holiday. Well, sort of holiday. Uh, I'm going to be in New York uh, doing a few gigs, and um, but traveling, therefore. So uh, I've got a week to go. A week today. This time next week, you'll be coming live from New York. New York. Uh, drinking coffee. And, um, yeah, so, uh, I'm on a bit of a countdown. I'm still in, I'm, I'm in a little bit of, uh, getting away mode, you know, starting to pack a few bits up, started getting ready, washing all the shit I need to wash to take with me. There's a lot of preparation. People, you don't understand this. You do understand. You've been away before. Um, but I've been to New York, no, uh, fuck it now. New York before. Uh, he says, uh, not being able to say the name of the place, um, I went a few years ago and um, really enjoyed it. I really like the sort of like vibe of it. It seems quite safe. I know uh, the murder rate over there is meant to be horrendous, uh, but not as it, as bad as it was, I think. Uh, not, not that that's something I'm going for, people, the murder rate over there. Um but it seems quite safe. There always seems to be some sort of copper on some end of the road or uh, at an intersection or something like that. So it seems quite safe that way. Um, it's kind of like, a, it feels kind of like a little bit of a theme park and everything's around. Everything's quite close together because it's not that big. Um, the last time I went, I did all the, you know, all the touristy shit. You know, the... Um, Empire State Building, the fucking uh, 9-11 Museum, which is, you've never been there, is fucking horrendous. But, um, I mean, it, like, it's fucking fascinating, but also there's a deathly air about it. There's going to be, like, 3,000 people died there. Um, but, yeah, some of the things, like, where the um, the footprints of the uh, of where the towers stood... And they've got the names of the people who died in those towers around. And then you see sort of like a white rose just in, inserted into one of the names. And then you find out that that's, that particular day that you're there, that's their birthday. You're like, oh, fucking hell, man. It's a bit brutal. People taking photos and shit like that. I never understand that, by the way. For memorial, like sort of like museums and stuff, like when people go to Auschwitz and take fucking photos there. I know there's the the famous, you know, whatever it says, uh, by Matt Brow, is it, or something like that? Uh, is it something like that? Work will set you free. Uh, by Matt Brow. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? 
um, or Mac Fry or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's sponsored by. <laughs> but anyway, when you go to places like that and people are having their photos taken and shit like that, I don't know, man. There's just something weird about that. You know, particularly like the 9-11 thing when you're seeing a squashed, like, you know, a squashed uh, fire truck or like, you know, people's wallets and shit or like ID cards and stuff that they found, you know, slightly charred. And that's kind of all they found to the person. And you just think, oh, man, it's fucking brutal. It is a brutal experience going there. So I'm not going to go back and revisit what I've done before. Um, I just wanted to have a look around at some other shit. You know what I mean? You know, maybe you go over to Brooklyn, the Bronx, maybe through Harlem. Just have a little look round. Um, I'm going to go to Central Park again, Strawberry Fields, uh, which is outside the Dakota building where uh, John Lennon was shot. So, and um, and then just have a little look round. You know what I mean? Have a, have a nosy. Have a little bit of a gander, as they say. Um, so if you've got any um, little gems... Uh, a few people have like told me about places to go. There's the uh, the High Line, I think. Uh, it's like an old disused um, sort of like a rail track that people have like from the neighbourhoods and that sort of thing. Of uh, where you can just get on, basically. Uh, it's like a. It's almost like the high rise sort of like rail tracks. I think. Not that I know too much. That are in uh, Chicago. When we went to Chicago, they had the like the almost like raised above the um above the road level uh which you see in fucking films like uh spider-man and batman and all those sort of things so we're quite interesting to have a look at that there's a few little bits you know like fucking churches and shit i've been told about to go and have a look around um a few art galleries and stuff get a bit of culture this time i think rather than doing the touristy bits maybe sort of like just have a little round look around in the day have a bit of culture, do a bit of shopping, you know, just enjoy myself while I'm just bumming around waiting for the fucking gigs to start, really. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting to the stage where I'm all excited a little bit, checking, double-checking everything, making a list, checking it twice. I'm like Father Christmas at the minute, making lists of shit I need to take with me. I need to take this stuff as well because, obviously... Um, I fly out next Tuesday, and I get there about midday Tuesday, I think. I think uh, my flight's about 8 o'clock um, next Tuesday morning from the UK because of the time difference and shit like that. I get there at, like, I think it's about an eight-hour flight, and uh, he says snorting. <laughs> I don't know why I snorted then, by the way. Let's have a bit of tea. Hang on. I might be drying up a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm going to be, um, yeah, flying out about eight o'clock I get there about midday. So by the time I get to the hotel and shit, what I'm planning on doing is fucking trying to stay up the night before I've got a gig the night before I go stay up. So I'm, I can drive down to Heathrow, a couple of hours down to there, park at the car in the parking, get through security and all that sh- sort of shit. And then I've got a, um, a lounge like uh one of the one of the lounges that you pay for that i would thoroughly fucking recommend by the way paying for an airport lounge so you don't have to sit with the the herds and the masses um it's about 30 quid 
and you get three hours in there, you get food, you get drink and all that sort of shit. And it's just nice having some sort of base where you can sit down and uh, just relax and chill out without having to hunt round for a fucking seat with everybody else. Um, so I've got that. Got a bit of extra leg room on the old plane um, just to uh, give the hernia a bit of relief as I'm flying over there, baby. And, um, and yeah, so, like, when I get there, I might be a bit knackered, but I'll get the podcast out that day and update you of my travel experience with fucking Virgin Airways, which, hey, what are those, uh, you know, those uh, airport meals, uh, airplane meals, what's that all about? It's not going to be material about that, by the way, that I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to be walking through uh, the airport making notes of, hey, this will uh, be relatable on stage. Hey, what's all that uh, metal detector shit? Hey, you still have to take your shoes off. What's all that about? It's terrorism, mate. Terrorism. You have to do that now. Yeah, but what's all that? It's just terrorism, mate. Like somebody tried to blow up a plane with their fucking sh- with a bomb in their shoe. So now you have to take your shoes off. One person did that, by the way. It's always just one person did that, and now the rest of us, for eternity, as I, as as far as I can make out, Richard Reed, the shoe bomber. That was the guy, wasn't it? Wasn't it Richard Reed, the shoe bomber? I think, I don't know. I think it's him. I can see him now in his orange jumpsuit uh, that he was wearing. Um, not to board the plane, obviously. That would make it far too obvious. But the rest of us have to suffer now, don't we? Here, here he goes. This could be the rant. This could be the thing that propels me to the next level of stand-up, this material about, uh, hey, hey guys, why do we have to uh, take our shoes off? What's all that about? Uh, no, I won't be doing that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how um, some of the newer material goes goes across to the old Yanks. Are we allowed to call them that? I don't know. Um, but we'll, um, we'll see how that goes over. Um, see if... Um, See if we can get away with some of the dark shit out there. Um, I imagine so. They've got enough dark comedians out there, haven't they? Um, people were uh, trying to push a few boundaries and shit like that in the States. Anthony Jezelneck and um, the likes of, uh, you know, like the, the greats, uh, Dave Chappelle and uh, Bill Burr and people like that. And CK when he wasn't, uh, when he was still performing. Um yeah, so we'll see. Uh, not that I put myself amongst those people, but, you know, everybody's trying to do what they do, aren't they? Um, but, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes over. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, just try, just getting it, just starting, the remnants of just starting to get excited about it now. Less than a week to go. Uh, a week today, I'll be there. So, you know, so enjoy the fucking food out there as well. The food's fucking amazing. Right next to the hotel I'm staying next to, there's a fucking diner um, that does this. I don't know what it was. It was like fried bread with fucking cinnamon fucking sauce on it with like almost like crispy fucking crunchy nut cornflakes like embedded into the bread. And it was just, oh, man, you can see why the Americans have a sort of like, you know, one of the most obese nations in the world because their food is f- 
fucking phenomenal. Phenomenal people. The shit they put together is just, you wouldn't think it would work, but it does. And it's all sweet. It's all high in calories. So I'm going to be bulking up. And then obviously I'm back for two days after that. And then I have my operation done. So I'm going to be bulking up before the operation. And that should see me through my recovery time. I'll just, I'll be like one of these like fucking killer whales or whales in the sea or like, or a penguin feeding its young, just living off my own fat reserves <laughs> on my sofa, just slobbing out. That's that's what I need. I need everything to hand. I'm going to set everything out in those two days when I'm back, get everything to hand, go for a big shop so I've got enough food in, lock the door, and I ain't going out. That's it. It's recovery time only. Um God knows when I've got gigs after that, but I'll sort those out as and when they come by. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a bit a bit quiet last week on the old gig front. I'm back on it again this weekend. Um, I was meant to have gigs last weekend, but they're fucking cancelled. The old, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, you can always tell um, when, when a gig's not going to happen. Like, if they haven't let you know about it or sent through the details for the gig, like, about a night, you know, the day before or two days before, um, you know it's probably not going to happen. And um, I was, uh, I just I just thought, oh, no, I'll give this geezer the benefit of the doubt of the weekend and that. And, uh, oh, sorry, I thought I'd let everybody know. There's three fucking acts on, son. You know what I mean? There's three acts on. You've got three people to notify. Never mind. You sorted us out a bit of cash anyway. But um, it's just the thing where you could get, you know, you leave it too late and then you can't get another fucking gig to replace it. So you have to go without um, because of the immense amount of comedians that are out there um, these days. But talking about New York, from New York, live from New York, not yet, uh, from New York to New Year. It's fucking, here we go, people, Chinese New Year, isn't it? I have no real idea what it's about. Um, I know it's something to do with the little animals and that. They've got 12 little animals, haven't they? It's a bit like the horoscopes, is it? I don't know. Somebody somebody can inform me. Uh, a, uh, a white Englishman, um, can inf- you can inform me about being a white Englishman, uh, learning about Chinese New Year. I have very little knowledge of it. I had to look at my own. It's not, it's not a massive thing in the UK. I know everybody like in Chinatown, in London and Chinatown, in every place and city and stuff like that, it's going to be a biggie. Yeah, I imagine it's quite big in China. <laughs> but in the UK, it's not massively. I know. we. I know. The, the fucking supermarkets and that sort of thing advertise it, don't they? Let's have a bit of tea. Hang on. The supermarkets and... Um, they advertise it, don't they? In a cynical week, we'll be able to sell more Chinese meals type of a way. That's basically why they do it, isn't it? That's why they do Diwali. That's why they do Christmas, isn't it? All of those celebrations, um, the supermarkets just think, hang on, we can roll over from Christmas and New Year into the Chinese New Year, and then the next one that's coming up, and then roll over till Easter, and then Eid, and then fucking, and then everything. Not that it's a bad thing. We're a multicultural society in England, aren't we? 
So um, I didn't know a lot about it, like Chinese New Year. So oh, Benny, Benny fucking got his like little learning head on a little bit. Um, and it's to do with the Lunar New Year, isn't it? Like when the new, the first new moon of the new year, isn't it? Um, we live by the Gregorian Gregorian calendar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, Gregorian Gregorian. That's it, isn't it? Why can't I say that? Gregorian calendar, don't we? Whereas there is, it's like a Lunar New Year, isn't it? So their their dates change. Um. Each year, it's between sort of like January and February, apparently. And it's pretty much like the horoscopes. Um, you get all that shit with it as well, don't you? Like, depending on what year you're born in, um, under what sign, uh, under what sort of like animal. And then that's split into earth elements as well. That's where it gets confusing, I think. So you can be like, for me, for instance, born um, 77. Um which the new year is 1976, but I think it goes past February that year. So um, the that 76 was the year of the dragon, and 1976 was the element of fire. I didn't know anything about this. You get wood, fire, earth, and metal. That's what you get. It's like all all the well, it's quite it's all in the name, Ben, isn't it? All, all the elements, isn't it? Um, so the next one of those is going to be 2036. So it goes in cycles or whatever i don't know so it must go in cycles from sort of like every 12 every 12 12 years is like the same animal or whatever and then every four times that happens it must change between wood fire earth and metal that must be the thing every so like every 60 years is that right yeah yeah that works out yeah just doing a few calculations that's so get me um get me toes out there people yeah, so like mine is like fire is the element and I'm the dragon, which is pretty much the coolest, I think, isn't it? Out of all the animals. Uh, what are the other ones? Let's have a look. Um, Chinese New Year animals. Let's have a look at this. Um, Chinese New Year 2020. Oh, shit. No. So you've got the rat... That's, that's shit, isn't it? Nobody wants to be the rat, do they? The ox, nobody really wants to be that, do they? Tiger, that's pretty cool, pretty cool animal. Uh, the rabbit, nobody wants to be that. Then you've got the dragon, which is the fifth one. The snake, horse, goat, monkey, nobody wants to... Nobody, and then the last two, like, you've got the monkey, the rooster, and then the last two, the dog and the pig. There ain't a lot in there for people. For the cool animals... You've got the tiger or the dragon. Like, they're the only ones. And who wants to be a goat or a pig or a dog or a rooster or an ox or a rat? Nobody wants to be any of those, do they? Horse, maybe. That's probably, a. That's probably you know, you go in tiger, you go in dragon, tiger in that order. Then you go in horse, aren't you? And the rest are diabolical, aren't they? Um. So, yeah, obviously, Briggs come out with one of the coolest there. Um, uh, so this uh, this is what it's meant to be. Uh, so fire and then the fortune is dragons. So uh, this is the fortune they, drink, uh, they bring up for you. Uh, fire dragons are intelligent and social. Um, I'm not too sure about the social one. 
uh, to be honest with you, you're out there going, going. Uh, I'm, I'm more, more uh, not really uh, convinced by the first one either, Ben. <laughs> this is bullshit. Then uh, they have a breakthrough in middle in the middle years. Here we go. Hitting his forties is coming and enjoy prosperous later uh, prosperity later in life. It says and and in, that wasn't bad reading by the way. It says and enjoy prosperous later in life. Uh, prosperity, obviously. Um, here it is. Bring it on. I am ready for that prosperity right now. I tell you, uh, bring it on. Forty three next birthday. Let's bring this shit on. So that's it. So that's that, that's happened, the old Chinese New Year. There was a few fireworks going off at the weekend and shit. I just thought it may still be a gunshot. Um, uh, a little bit more gun crime happening in, uh, in uh, Briggs Towers, where it's situated. Um, so, yeah. So that's happened. That was quite interesting finding out about that, though. Um, it is essentially like the old uh, horoscopes, isn't it? They give you a little fortune of... Uh, here we go. Men born in the year of the dragon are steadfast in their beliefs. They will never slack off on responsibilities nor be unnecessarily suspicious. I don't know. As you're doing this, uh, my responsibilities are to get this podcast out on time. This is out on time today, but it hasn't been. We all know that. Nor are they unnecessarily suspicious. As this podcast is happening, there is a geezer parked up in a car opposite my um, opposite. Briggs Towers, that car has been out there for two and a half hours and the engine has been running. Now, either the geezer has committed suicide or either way, I'm suspicious about it. I'm not sure how much the Chinese know. Thanks for the gunpowder, guys. But I'm not too sure you know too much about this. People rarely lose trust in this honest man. It says honest person, I would have thought. They don't waste money. This is totally, I was born in the wrong year. They don't waste money. I literally today bought a Pac-Man table lamp. That's what I've done today. A Pac-Man table lamp, people. Uh, but also don't pay much attention to it. I have just paid too much attention to the amount of money I've wasted today. <laughs> Adventurous entrepreneurs at heart, they dream of shooting to fame. Well, finally. And this is what this podcast is going to do for me. It's going to propel me into the upper echelons of stand-up comedy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, sometimes their efforts go to waste, though. Here we go. There's the reality check. <laughs> Literally in the next sentence. They dream of shooting to fame. You're fucking wasting your time, Ben. Literally in the next sentence. Still their lives revolve around work. Too right people putting in the hours here these men are completely fine alone oh jesus they either marry at a young age or remain as a bachelor well that's it then isn't it that's done for me isn't it i didn't get married at a young age that's it the chinese people have spoken all one billion of them uh, for significant others, they need someone that can help and support his career. Too fucking right sometimes. Uh, women. Let's do a women women dragons one as well. So we make it fucking even just in case I decide to take the transition. Actually, this could all board be, be um, 
the reason whether or not I uh, decide to become a woman. Why? Why did you? Have you always felt like a um, a female trapped in a man's body, Ben? No, not at all. I just thought I read the Chinese uh, uh, description of what my year was, um, year of the dragon, and it worked out better if I was a woman. <laughs> Try going to a doctor and saying that. No, I've never felt like a woman. Uh, I just thought my the odds are on for a better life if I become a woman. So chop the old chap off, baby, and get me a dress. Uh, let's have a look what it says. Like, if I make the transition to being a woman. Uh, women born in the year, uh, the dragon year, are mesmerizing and strong. Fucking hell. This is a good start already. You go, girl, Ben. Uh, if you underestimate them, they will stand up and defeat you. Jesus Christ, they, they sound like fucking Xena warrior princess. These are some sort of Amazonian women. This could be it for me, people. They are serious in what they do and have high self-esteems. Esteems, I love the plural of that. Uh, there's more than one self-esteem? Uh, maybe there is. Who knows? Maybe that this could be the Chinese proverb. The only thing they require of others is respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Like the song says, feminism and gender equality are important to them. How come they get an updated one? There was nothing there about gender equality or fucking anything like that in mind for men. Many forego marriage to focus on their career, but if they do choose to marry, they also make great wives. Yeah. Get in that kitchen, baby. Get in that kitchen, you fucking dragon. Uh, often they only go to the extremes and should take the time to consider a mixed balance, uh, a balanced mix, even. Uh, that seems a lot better. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not solely, uh, you know, unsold by the idea of becoming a woman. It seems if I became a Chinese woman, I would probably be more successful at stand-up. <laughs> Oh, dear. We could make the transition. Start making the transition now. Let's not adopt the accent. That's one thing I've noticed with uh, anything. Mention anything Chinese to particular um, parts of the English public, and they cannot help themselves but do a Chinese accent. Um, Let's have a look. I am most compatible with um, a rooster a monkey or a rat. Now, I don't know whether that is just the animals or <laughs> or um, or dragons are most compatible with roosters. The rooster will look up to the dragon and provide genuine support. That's what I need, people. I need somebody to look up to me. That's it. I don't know. I think we've, we've uh, least compatible with dogs, rabbits. Fucking right, dogs. After the other episode with uh, my mate's dog trying to either fuck me or attack me. Rabbits. rabbit. We had a rabbit when I was a kid. That tried to fucking bite me as well. And dragons. We never had any dragons. Uh, lucky things for dragons. Gold, silver. No shit. No shit. Gold's purely lucky for everybody, isn't it? Uh, the numbers 1, 6, and 7. Mineral, rose, quartz. Directions of auspiciousness. Southwest. I don't know what means. Directions of wealth, north, west, and north, and directions of love, west. Interesting. Unlucky things. Colours white. Fucking hell. I am white. No shit. In some quarters. Uh, <laughs> How can you say an unlucky thing is white when you're a white guy sitting there? Oh, uh, dear. 
People born in the year of the dragon uh, have quick-paced thinking. They excel at activities that most find mentally exhausting. Because of this, they are suitable for engaging careers. Some fields include the arts, politics, and education. That's what this is all about, people. This is what you get on this podcast. You get arts, you get politics, and education. (laughs) Uh, They may feel insecure and decisive when working alone. Hey, don't we all? Don't we all? Um, that's the Chinese New Year, people. I hope you have a Chinese, uh, a good Chinese New Year. I think the celebrations go on for about two weeks, don't they? That's a hell of a hangover, baby. Um, what else have I done this week? What are we on? Uh, 28 minutes, Jesus. Uh, I watched, uh, uh, I have watched the Margaret Fleming documentary, BBC Two, as recommended by Big Johnny P, uh, John Pearson, comedian. Uh, we seem to have a little, uh, we've got a little, hey man, you've got to watch this shit. This is fucking unbelievable. Watch that shit, baby. Uh, it's about some woman who went missing for 19 years and it turned out that a carer's fucking burnt her in the garden and uh, basically were living off her benefits for about 20 years. Lovely. I also watched um, watched that. It's fucking fascinating and made a lot more sinister by the fact it happened in Scotland, and everybody involved has a Scottish accent. There's, it just felt like an episode of Taggart. Everyone. Uh, there's three different episodes on there. All about now. I'll give it a watch on there. It's on BBC iPlayer. Also, I watched the Gail Porter documentary as well. Um, only because once I had a weird experience with Gail Porter in a lift. Now, um, not overly fucking weird it wasn't like she was fucking pouncing on me or anything like that i'll tell you when it was sorry i was having a bit of tea there i'll tell you when it was it was the first time i went up to the edinburgh festival i think it must have been about 2008 um it's when i just started stand up and i think it was the first year i went and i stayed at a nice hotel for the weekend and i was waiting for the lift to come down and, um, uh, yeah, waiting for the lift to come down. And, um, uh, some woman stood right, like right next to me. And, uh, then immediately the doors opened and Gail Porter was in there. Uh, who's like, used to be a celebrity fucking, um, uh, she used to be on top of the pops and shit like that. She used to run that, uh, presenter, like a TV presenter. She was in there and was said to this woman who was standing next to me, Oh, hi. And they hugged and shit like that. How are you doing? All right. And I walked in just after the woman. And then Gail Porter turned around and went, okay. Oh, right. Who's this then? And then pointed at me. And I was like, uh, I'm not anybody. You know what I mean? I'm not. That's that's all I said. I was just like, uh, you know, I'm not anybody. It was kind of fucking awkward. And then to make it even more fucking awkward, um, she put a hand on my shoulder and said, "Nobody, uh, everybody's somebody, nobody's nobody, like that. And it was just the most, oh, man. It was the most brutal, cringeworthy thing. And then the lift doors shut, and we were just all in this lift together. And it was the most painful lift experience I've ever had in my life. I was just like, oh, just, you know. You didn't need to say that, sweet. I, I just stood there sort of like, oh, God, I want this lift journey to be over as soon as possible. It was one of the most cringeworthy fucking experiences I've ever had. I was fucking around, sweetheart. You know what I mean? 
I was just fucking around. I just like I was trying to make it an easy. After you thinking I was with that woman, I was trying to make it. Oh, you know, like oh, I'm nobody. I'm just like you know, that sort of thing. And then she got really serious, and I was like, ugh. And then obviously watching the documentary, she was a bit at that time. She was a little bit, you know, going through her own mental health problems. So she probably thought she was, I don't know, doing something nice about reaching out to somebody and, hey, you can be somebody too, baby. You're going to be big time. And it just made it so much more fucking painful. Ah, couldn't believe it, man. So painful. Anyway, that was my Gail Porter story. But it's quite an interesting documentary how she goes through her mental health. And then obviously she lost her hair. Like from being a TV, kids TV presenter, I think. And then went uh, onto Top of the Pops and then got married and then that all went to shit. And then like she lost her hair through alopecia and stuff. And then it's like trying to bring back from the old mental health uh, issues. Everybody's got it, baby. Um, but yeah, it was quite an interesting documentary. Uh, if you're not from the UK, uh, watch it. Anyway, <laughs> that's on BBC iPlayer as well. If you can get it, people. Who fucking knows whether you can get that or not? Um, what are we on? Uh, 33 minutes. Jesus, I've been fucking sounding off about fucking Chinese New Year a bit. And I, I'm enjoying that. This could be it. This could be the, um, I might be going into my glory period here, people. Halfway through life. Um, let's have a look uh, at the headlines. Um, this is a fucking great story. Furious teacher punches his student in the face in retaliation for being told he had a moustache like a paedophile. Here we go, people. Teachers are out there. They're fighting back now. Uh, a New Zealand teacher punched a student after being taunted about his moustache. The student repeatedly told the teacher he had a moustache like a paedophile. Teacher is now being mentored. and is Mentored? A teacher punched a student in the face after taunting him having a... The 13-year-old boy had been sitting on the sidelines watching the teacher play social rugby at 7.30pm on February the 7th, 2018, two years ago, when he made the comment, Jesus, is this just broken because it's just gone to court? Student point is true. Uh, here we go. Uh, the New Zealand teacher whose name who's named been suppressed uh, walked over to the boy and asked him if he wanted a smack. Um, the student pointed to his cheek and said, yes, right here. <laughs> Don't tell me he did it. He fucking did as well. Look, the teacher then punched the student once with a closed fist on his right cheek. After the punching the student, the respondent initially walked away before walking back and saying, you're not laughing now. Fair enough. The kid asked for it. Oh, fucking hell. That's glorious. Teachers fighting back. Earlier in the day, the student made another comment about the mustache. The teacher told the tribunal he was frustrated that, that he looked like a paedophile. <laughs> He's definitely not a paedophile. That's what, um, he's done two things there. He's punched a student in the face and proved he's probably not a paedophile because he's, he is a child batterer, uh, but he's not a paedophile, which is better. I imagine being a child batterer is better than a paedophile, isn't it? Uh, on the, on the hierarchy of things, he had been taking the medication. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. Uh, the teacher told the tribunal he was frustrated the student and continued to give him cheek about his moustache. He had been taking medication to treat depression and anxiety. No shit. I bet that depression lifted as soon as he connected with that fucking right hook on that kid's cheek. Ah, <laughs> oh, thanks. I feel a lot less anxious now. 
Uh, he said he felt the lorazepam he had been prescribed may have played into his behaviour. Isn't that right? Yeah. Maybe. Why doesn't he just turn around and go, oh, he's a little shit and deserved a smack. He's not going to do it again, is he? I don't know, man. Uh, he uh, must also disclose, uh, we do, uh, well, where are we? We suggest that the respondent might be benefit from further counselling. That's what he's got, counselling to manage his stress. <laughs> but we do not direct any further counselling or anger management course. That's what the court said. Uh, he had to pay £3,397.52 in cost dollars. New Zealand, this was. New Zealand. Fucking hell. Teachers fighting back. Um... How do you manage that stress? What do you do? Start with kids like that and then go to smaller and smaller kids until you're just slapping one around the face or spitting at them <laughs> to take it down. He started off by punching a 13-year-old boy in the face. Ah, he's nearly solved now. He's just spitting at five-year-olds. <laughs> he's almost cured. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Uh, that people is um the end of episode 77 what a way to end it on smacking a 13 year old child in the face we've always we've all wanted to do that come on people let's let's admit it we've always we've all wanted to do that at one time or other that is episode 77 people i will be back on saturday it'll be my last one in the uk um for a week or so um uh, if you uh, want to send me any recommendations of where to go in New York, you can New York. Uh, email me at podcast at benbriggs.co.uk or message the Ben Briggs Podcast Facebook page or uh, what else? Uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, at the Ben Briggs on, on, on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, message me there. Uh, have a good week, people. Don't go fucking hitting children. And I'll be back on Saturday, motherfuckers. Have a good week. Take care.